Welcome, everybody. You are in for a special treat today. Um, I'm being joined by Erica Rankin. If you do not know who she is on TikTok with 400,000 followers and the founder of Brodo, you're going to find out. Um, but you know, today, happy to talk on business, but really, I've asked Erica to come on and talk about her journey, how she really mentally went about this whole, you know, starting the company, the trials, the journey, the stress, the success, and then obviously, you know, what's next, right? So Erica, thank you so much for, for being on. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. That's awesome. Now, for people who don't know, and I'm sure some people out there who are like, okay, what's this like cookie dough thing, right? Like where I I did some research and you went for a degree in psychology, if I'm, if I'm correct, right? And then you yeah. went off, like you went off into like Thailand, Southeast Asia, like went off and, and that's where this all started, right? That whole journey, was that it? Am I tracking that correct? Yeah, that was, um, I don't know, like, I guess the self-discovery existential crisis trip for me. <laughs> was it? Now, I I read one-way ticket, literally one-way yeah. ticket. You don't know anybody out there. And I'm, I'm going out uh, and I want to just see it and explore it and I'll I'll figure it out as I go. Basically, um, I guess I was working at a university using my degree, working a nine to five job. And then my contract came to an end and they wanted to cut my hours. I still had no benefits. I was making a little bit above minimum wage, but it wasn't that much above minimum wage. Um, and I guess I just had enough and I had a little bit of savings. So I remember working two other jobs. I worked at a bakery. I did personal training. I was living with my parents at the time. Felt kind of like a loser. I was, you know, in my early 20s. And I'm like, what am I doing? I don't even know. So I booked that trip um, with the hopes of finding myself or meeting other people and like kind of just immersing myself in a different culture because I grew up in a really small town. So I hadn't really seen anything outside of my town. Um, and then, yeah, on that trip, I met entrepreneurs and that's when I guess all of this came about and when it all started. I mean, the whole cookie dough thing. And by the way, I didn't know you could bake it as well. Like I just thought you could eat it, but now I'm in for like, I'm trying to debate if I'm going to like have it just in a spoon or I'm going to actually bake this thing or not. Like when I do get it and I, I promise I will, but how did the idea come? Like, obviously there's tons of ideas that you could do for a small business, you chose to go into food and which is a tough one, right? Margins and branding and all that stuff. Where did that come from? Honestly, I had a lot of naiveness. And if I knew everything that I know now, I don't know if I would have picked <laughs> this industry because <laughs> it's probably one of the toughest spaces to be in, especially with a like being a bootstrap like founder who doesn't have like a ton of capital behind them or backed by investors. It's really tricky. Um, but yeah, I guess like where it kind of started from, I have always loved cookie dough. Like it's been one of those things, uh, like when you be whipping up a batch with like my mom and my sister, she'd be like, who wants to lick the bowl? And then my sister and I would fight over it. And you know, you're not supposed to eat raw cookie dough. And it's really because of the raw flour in it that can contain bacteria like E. Coli. It's not even really from the raw eggs, okay. um, but you can't get, you can't get salmonella. 
So I remember I would just eat that. And um, I remember in high school, like going to the grocery store across the street um, on my lunch break with my friends, we would buy a roll of like Pillsbury cookie dough that is not meant to be eaten raw, sit on the curb in the sun, eat this cookie dough, like just pure cookie dough for lunch, basically, and then go back to school. And I'd feel like absolute crap. So I was like, okay, that is like such a nostalgic treat for me. How can I reinvent that in a healthier way? And Back in 2018, I competed in bodybuilding and I would always recreate my favorite treats because I couldn't eat the regular thing. Like I couldn't work it into my diet. So I remember I would make my own version of cookie dough because there wasn't any in the stores that were lower in sugar, added protein, healthier, healthier, cleaner ingredients. Um, So I made it for myself. And then I decided, I guess, like a year and a half later to actually like package it and sell it. Wow. So that's where it came from right there. Right. Hey, I need to do this for myself. I'm coming up with the recipe, if you will. Hey, this isn't bad. When did you have the first like other person other than yourself go, hey, this is like, this is pretty good. Like you could do this. Like, was there a person or an event or like a, a piece of time where you go, hey, I have some positive affirmation from somebody outside of just me thinking this is actually pretty good to eat? Yeah, I sent it to, so I had some friends who were like influencers and then I reached out to some other influencers and I remember sending them product and they posted like on their Instagram lives and Instagram stories and reviews of them, like tasting it like live. And I was like, okay, this is really cool. Like people who really don't know me, like are actually enjoying the product and I can see that they're enjoying it and they're promoting it to their followers, which obviously means something like I didn't pay them to, to do that. So yeah. that was kind of the like moment of truth. And then when I launched my Shopify website, when I had those first few orders come in from people who I didn't know, that was exciting because it was like, okay, they're buying it because they want to buy it, not because they know me and they're not like right. my parents or, you know, my friends. <laughs> like Uncle Fred's going to buy two pints just to buy two pints, right? Yeah. And then they'll sit in his fridge for like God knows how long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I ate them. Sure. They were very good. All right. So I know like a lot of highs and up and, you know, highs and lows. And I want to hit on both because I think that's what really makes your story so unique and so interesting is like one of the highs you hit TikTok, and this thing goes this video goes viral and i saw it like 150 like orders of multiple pieces and i think i read you you thought your phone was broke it just started like digging right or like making some sound of like hey that's like an order is that like really what happened yeah, it was really weird. Um, and it, it's like things like that happen when you least expect it. Honestly, I think I was at the kitchen all day working. Um, and then when I got home late at night, because I promised myself I would commit to posting on TikTok every day. Um, this was early 2021. And I got home, I was exhausted, I put all the dough in my freezer in my living room. And then I went on TikTok. And then I put together this video of it was a compilation of like the dough mixing in the mixer with like some sound over it. It took me all of like two minutes to make. I uploaded it to TikTok and I had my notifications off for TikTok, but my notifications for Shopify were on and Instagram. And I woke up and like the Shopify to Chang was just like on a loop, like it kept going off. And I was like, Oh, no, like what's going on? I don't know. Because <laughs> I never I never experienced that before, really. And then I started getting like thousands of followers. Like I think I got like from that one video, like over 20,000 followers or something. Um, and I gained hundreds of Instagram followers. I had so many messages, so many emails. Um, 
And yeah, I was panicking because I wasn't able, like at the time, like my inventory was everywhere. Like I had some in the kitchen, I had some in my condo. I just kind of like guessed, I just did like a visual account. Like it wasn't like to a T or anything. And I was so worried that I was going to run out. So I messaged my friends and I was like, can you come over and help me fold boxes? And then can we go to the kitchen? So I had my friend come over, like we literally folded boxes like all day long and then went to the kitchen, was in the kitchen till like midnight making product. And then, yeah, I was good to go. But yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> that's amazing. I mean, and I mean, that's what kind of, it sounds like that's what really started it. That's what really, you know, got everything kind of, and you're making product out of your kitchen. Right. So you get 150, like this thing goes viral, 150 orders come in, you know, X amount of pints. And you're you're doing this out of the condo in the kitchen. Right. So I would go in Canada. It's like illegal to like not use a commercial kitchen that gets regularly inspected by like ah, Canada. Gotcha. So, yeah. So I found I moved to a new city um, like six hours away from where I grew up and found this commercial kitchen that you rent by the hour. So I would go in. Um, and it was nice because sometimes I would go in late at night because it's 30% cheaper if it's off peak hours. So sometimes I would be there till like two or three in the morning, like making product just to save some money. <laughs> but yeah, I would go in there and use the kitchen and there was like a bunch of different stations and they had other food entrepreneurs there too. So I also got to meet cool. people who were kind of doing the same thing. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. All right. So now we're into like, hey, got the idea. The TikTok goes viral or making stuff. Was there ever a point of time where you said, hey, this just isn't worth it? Like, this is just, I don't want to fold boxes on a Saturday afternoon when all my friends were doing whatever, or is margins were too low, or, you know, I'm getting too many customer complaints. I mean, because you get those thousands of, you know, obviously really good messages, but then you get a few that just are annoying, right? We've all been there. Was there ever a point of time where you're like, I, I, I just don't know about this? Yeah, I mean, today, like it still happens. Um, you always kind of question things. And it does kind of suck when I look around and I see a lot of my friends like just packing up a bag and like flying off to somewhere and, you know, not having to worry about anything, not even bringing a laptop with them, going on vacation. I'm like, what is that like? I don't really know. Um, but yeah, I mean, I have like a really great circle of people around me. And when I have those feelings come over me, I kind of go to them and they kind of give me a shake and be like, okay, like this is temporary. It's delayed gratification. You're building something and you kind of like have the pros and cons list. Like obviously there's going to be hard days. It doesn't matter what you're doing or what industry you're in, whether you're an entrepreneur or non entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, but I, I remember the first time that I really was about to throw in the towel was like 2020, 2021, maybe the summer, I think, um, there was a particular person who I was speaking with, who was interested in investing and I sent them product and it was the first like negative review that I had from someone. They didn't like the name of the brand. They didn't like the taste of it. Like there was just a lot of things that they didn't like. And they told me that they didn't like it and they wanted me to change those things. Um, so I remember being super upset and I called like one of my good friends and I was like, what am I doing? This is awful. Like no one believes in me. And, you know, I just, you take that, like, well, you take like those hard comments to heart, I think and you kind of forget about all the, the positive ones. Um, and then she's like, yeah, you've come so far. Don't let one negative thing like deter you. Like, you know, so it does happen and everyone is going to have something negative to say like at one point or another. And if you don't get any negative feedback, then I think you're doing something wrong because you're not going to please everyone. 
Interesting. Now you've taken this out of the commercial kitchen, which I didn't know, um, which makes sense. Um, and you've now gone to an actual manufacturer, right? You've gone to like your own, you know, place that's, is it just your brand or they're doing some other stuff, but it's, it's out of you doing it now. It's other, other people doing it for you. I'm, I imagine. Yeah, that was a process too. So I do have a manufacturer, which is really nice. Um, I moved to a different city because um, they're here and I'm close to them now. Um, but it took like, I think, eight-ish months to get set up with them because we were just in product development and figuring out like how my product's going to be packaged and made and all of that fun stuff. And even finding someone who wanted to work with a small company like myself was really challenging. But yes, I don't have to make it anymore. And I'm really happy about that. <laughs> So what are you focused on? All right. So we're not, we're not making it anymore. Is it pure development of product? Is it marketing? Is it, you know, like, is it your partnerships that you have out there? Like, where's your time spent now? Uh, oh, like I'm, I'm like a mad woman running around. I thought that things would get easier when I started to outsource operations. So when I had my manufacturer source and had that taken care of, I have my 3PL and they do all my picking and packing and shipping. So I don't have to worry about that, about that anymore. Um, now I just had my first hire. So I hired my first full-time employee like two days ago, which is super exciting. Um, and I'm just basically trying to get the brand out there. We're launching into retail. So now just like having meetings with buyers, managing sales, going to be doing demos, spending my summer in stores on weekends and at pop-ups and food shows and all of that fun stuff. Um, so yeah, just like really trying to like build the brand. I think you're, look, I've been, I've been tracking it. I've been tracking you and your journey for a year. Um, and that TikTok course, which I'll let you, which if people don't know about, you take it you know, it is amazing. I think I went through it and I'm the non-TikTok person. I was kidding with you off, you know, whatever they call off camera. I got two teenagers who were like, yeah, that's exactly what you do. I was like, okay, if they say it's right, you know, that let's do it. Right. So it is out there like on your, on your website, which is like something that I think was a perfect match, you know, for what you do and why not. Right. But you've been real vocal and out there as I have a little bit, but not as much as you on mental health. And I know that's been like a, for me, I've said the same thing, right? It's been a struggle for years. Um, but yet you went into entrepreneurship and you took that like stress on. Was that a consideration? Like, did you, you think about that? Like when you started the whole process and was like, all right, wait, do I really want to do this? Do, do I really want to take this on? I mean, was mental health a factor when you say yes to starting the own company? Um, I guess the way that I looked at it, I was so miserable and unhappy with my current situation. I didn't even care at that point. I was like, I'm going to try something new. I'm going to try building my own thing. And I think that that is going to be more fulfilling for me. And I'm a person who's very... Like, I love a good challenge. Like, that's why I got into, like, bodybuilding and just, like, put my body through that. And, like, I finished that. I competed. I had my shows. And then after that, I was like, okay, what's the next thing? You know, like, I need something to keep me occupied. And I need a goal. I'm always having, like, work towards something. And I just wasn't seeing a finish line with my current job. Right. Um, 
So I never really considered it. And I also didn't intend on it being as hard as it is. <laughs> That's the other thing is it's like very challenging. Um, and the deeper I get into it, I'm like, Ooh, wow. Okay. I get it now. Like it is really difficult. And like, you need to, have like really great people around you and a team too. So that's why I'm starting to hire, but yeah, mental health, like it's a huge thing for entrepreneurs. And I think you need to take care of yourself. Cause if you don't, you're not going to be able to take care of your team, the business, like you're yeah. not going to be able to pour energy into any other areas of your life. So were you working seven days a week, like making cookie dough or something? I mean, we all hear about, you know, the buzzwords, right. The hustle culture and, the mental health, which like I'm, you know, I've been out there. I've said, you know, I have anxiety, right? I have to, you know, there's days I walk outside and stare at the sky and go, all right, let's just take a deep breath for a second, right? I've been there and I'm sure and I tell a lot of people, hey, I'm a great employee number, you know, where I'm at, I think I was like 50. I'm, I'm not employee one. That's, you know, that's not my gig, right? But I'm going to, I'll be with you. But I think if I took that on, man, I would go to sleep and go, all right, you know, it's on me and what I do. And I think that for you to have the mental health that you've been very vocal with in terms of that piece, and we all know it, it's not a win, right? It's always a, a piece of the puzzle you're always going to have and kind of, you know, in play with. I think that's extraordinary. You know, in fact, I think you mentioned, or I saw like, hey man, you just got this big loan and you came back and you thought it'd be really happy and yet you felt scared. Or you felt this anxiety, you know, with that. So, I mean, obviously it's still, you know, still happens, right? It's still a, a piece of the puzzle, I guess. Yeah, it is. And I think it's just ways of like, you, you have tools that you implement that can help you deal with those things and manage those things. And also too, like, I think being transparent, whether it be like with people that are around you or your team yeah. or like openly talking about that, because like, it's a huge yep. thing. And especially over the past few years, I feel like, a lot of people have struggled with their mental health. And I think by like openly, like bringing the conversation up, like that's so important. Yeah. No, I, I, and, and I appreciate you being open about it here as well as on LinkedIn. I think it helps a lot of people. I think that when people see you as a successful entrepreneur and yet still have those conversations, I think it's real. And I think you help a lot of people and, and, you know, you may not know it, but I'm, I, I'm, a, I'm a believer that you do. Um, so, you know, thank you for that. From a standpoint of talking to someone out there who is looking to start a business or in business and just looking to be successful, right? Obviously, you've been successful on your own and now you're going to hire and this thing is going to get, it's just going to grow. So what advice would you give them? Like what, you know, what takeaways do you have in terms of you've learned over the past couple of years about business in general that, you know, are good to share? Um, don't go in it for money <laughs> initially. Like, I think it's good to have that as a why in a way, like obviously everyone wants to be financially successful and financially independent and free and all of that. But, um, I think with business, you're not going to get a return right away. Like monetary returns don't happen immediately. So it's kind of like a delayed gratification. So if you're working like for the first one or two years and you're not seeing dollars come in your bank account, it's going to be really hard for you to like get through the hard days. And if I wasn't passionate about what I was doing, like I would not be sitting here today. I would have given up like a few months in probably because yeah. it is really hard and you have to have a why, like whether it be like helping people or 
bringing a product to the market that you think can you know help people or improve someone's life in some way like whatever your why is um or maybe like your your grandmother passed away and you want to make her apple pie recipe live on like it could be literally anything um and just just don't make it so money focused um i think that's like a really big piece of being successful with business um and then the other thing is like take days off like you said mm-hmm. like it's the hustle culture like i did that for so long cuz i thought like i also felt really guilty if i didn't take a day off or if i took a day off and if i just you know like went out for drinks on a friday night with my friends or like took the whole day off on saturday to go for a hike or whatever i felt like i was behind mm-hmm. um but then when i wasn't doing those things and i was just like working on stuff i would just get so tired and my like performance was awful like it was so awful and then i realized when i started to take days off i would come back and be way more productive the following day than i would have been if i just continued to work all the way through so that's the other thing is just like don't feel guilty taking time off and understand that like you need it to recharge and to perform at your best there it is that that's yeah. it took me um look i am a i like the work i like my family but i like work you know i do and i'm happy where i'm at but i also understand that you know, I, I gotta, you know, there's, there's goals that I have that I'm very good at. I'm good. I'm good at writing on your goals for work. And then I go, all right, I need to eat better. And I need to work out more. And sometimes I'm like, ah, those goals aren't as important as these goals. And that's not true. Right. So I, I appreciate you saying that. So let's take this last, let's call it three minutes. Okay. Let's have a little bit of fun with this. How would you explain TikTok to your grandparents or your great grandparents? How would you explain TikTok to them? Um, it is a place where you can go and you will see videos specifically for you that you will like. <laughs> there you go. I don't know. You know, the way the algorithm works, like you go in yep. and based off of your, yeah, you know, like I, it's interesting because when I like go on my friends, TikTok pages, it's completely different. Like if I, they give me their phone and they're like, this is my TikTok for you page. And I look at it and I'm like, this is so weird. What side or TikTok are you on? You know, like, it's all like, like, why am I your videos. friend? Like what's going, like what's, what's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. So I guess that's the one you, you like kind of get sucked into your own little, your own little world. Right. And you're like, wow, this app is so great. Cause it's giving you content that you're going to like. Right. Like, it is. <laughs> I have found time on TikTok is like crazy. You're like, Oh, I'll watch like two videos. And an hour and a half later, I'm like, all right, I need to go like, and, and, yeah. and like, it's crazy. I was like, and I, I always think back, I'm like, you know, there is that course that she has. I'm like, you know, I'm sitting here watching the watching the videos on my like, you know, homepage or whatever the, the right word is. All right, here's one. Goofiest song that you would say, hey, I and I've seen like the different songs that you have in music you put over. What's some some goofy song? You're like, yeah, you know what? I like that song. Um trying to think. I don't know. I listen to a lot of like shania twain like i love like all the oldie hits from her um the country pop like uh what man shania twain you're talking like 1990 like five or something like that right like like, get i'm like i'm gonna get you good like that one yeah 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 yeah. all right so shania twain we'll take shania twain that's hey that's i don't don't know if that's goofy i don't know if that's goofy but that's like no no no. that counts we'll put that we'll put that in the category of of like non uh 
that's not a current, right? I mean, I don't think anybody would know like Shania Twain would pop to mind, but hey, I'll take it. Here's one for you. If I had a billboard in Times Square, what are you putting on it right now? Um, I mean, if it was free, my product. <laughs> <laughs> Put Brodo like, up there? Like, like, yeah, user-generated content. Like, I don't know. Or like maybe some of my TikToks or something. I don't know. I think Oh, I think that's oh yeah. Good. You can put it. I, I, I can see a TikTok, but the user, user-generated content, that'd be, be solid. All right. And then last, and, and then last, last one. So best advice you ever received from somebody? Uh, lessons are caught, not taught. So that is from, I follow Ed Milet. So I'm taking a business uh, program. Yeah. So he's, he's really great. He always says that. And it's like the one thing that has always stuck with me. And that's why I think that everyone should try to be the best versions of themselves. Cause if you look around and you see someone who's like crushing it and doing big things, it inspires you. And you're like, wow, that sure. person's doing good things. I can do big things too. And it could be yeah. like business or it could be like, wow, they're working hard in the gym. Like that's inspiring me to work hard. Right. Like you, you catch that. So that's like the one thing that I think sticks to me. And I think it's like a super powerful statement. He is a great listen on a podcast. Oh, yeah. He is, he, is. he is phenomenal. And and some of his guests, I, I mean, are just, he has some great questions and he has a phenomenal um, energy, you know, mm-hmm. that's an overused word, I know. But man, if you haven't checked out Ed Milet's new podcast, that is one to go um, mm-hmm. and go get. So lessons are, hold on, I want to get that again. Lessons are caught, not taught. Yeah. Got it. All right, my memory's not the best, but hey, we're in, I'm going to write that it. down like right after I get off this, right? Yeah. Well, all right. So, where can people find you? Where can people go and either get product or get the TikTok course or just follow you? Where's where am I finding Erica Rankin at? So you can follow me or connect with me on LinkedIn. It's Erica Rankin, E R I C A R A N K I N, and then Brodo Canada is uh, the handle for all social media platforms: TikTok, Instagram. Um, and then, yeah, my TikTok course is on growwithericka.com. Very, I took it. I love it. Are you, is there a product coming to the US? I, I mean, can oh, we- yeah, we are, we're working on that. It's a little tricky. Again, if I knew everything that I know, who do I need I to call? Know. Like, I can call, like, I know people, Erica. I can call somebody. Like, I mean, now that I know there's like cold brew out and I did the little lucky wheel, I get like 15% off. Like, you know, I can call somebody for you if you need me to. I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah. Okay. I'll keep that in mind, but it's coming. I promise we're going to make it happen. (laughs) Make it happen. Well, look, thank you again for your time. This was like, I learned something, you know, out of this, I always try and, you know, obviously do my research, but just hearing you talk and hearing what you've gone through and kind of what's next and is really inspiring to me. Right. So, you know, thank you for that. I hope everybody out there got something for it. Connect with Erica, take her course. Get the cookie dough if you're in Canada. U.S., we're going to get it soon, I promise. But Erica, thank you again. (laughs) Yeah, thank you so much for having me.